Hello, and welcome to Bev Talk. Uh, we've just all watched an incredible uh, video on YouTube, uh, a film from 1992 called uh, Gay a word from outer space uh we've, we've we've all had some interesting thoughts on the film after watching it it was an incredible watch about 25 minutes long and uh yeah we'd just like to uh, explain our thoughts and opinions on the matter and then you know venture out from there well it was something wasn't it boys it was you don't get many movies better than that I, have to say. I, I was enthralled from start to finish. I, I mean, you, you can't you can't fault it anywhere, really. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe the the quality of the video. Maybe if it was seven twenty, I could have really you know delved deep into the eyes of the actors. I, but I really wanted, I wanted to see the detail of that body transformation. I just oh, yeah. the whole film was in color instead of black and white. To be honest, well, and the, the, white, the end it was in color. I don't it because. <laughs> You see, you're really, you're really underestimating the the knowledge of the screenwriter there. Black and it's in black and white because women women are making everything boring and dull, and then the <laughs> women are taken away, and it's all about the penis. <laughs> A whole new world is, you know, just just you know created, and that and, is and also really and also you, you see you see a, a D dildo uh, transform from a black man to a white man. Because Earth is a racist place. Let's uh, head over to uh, the Brianna Taylor talk. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> we, we moved on. We, we I moved I don't on. Understand it. I only found out because the TikTok sound, where it's like, the, like uh, arrest I'm going to leave news or something, and then it's just it's... arrest the killers. I be vibing in the red sky. Let's get the. Um... I'll I'll get get the case study up. Let's read it. Let's read it. Obviously, not, it's an awful tragedy for America. Shooting of Brianna Taylor, Wikipedia. I think. Wikipedia. I think you can. I think you can link the movie to this, you know, because there's obviously lots of racism oh, going oh, in the US, oh. and the transformation from a black person to a white person may mean it's you know. There's nothing different. I just want to talk about how they portray the Chinese. No matter what we look out, no matter how we look on the outside, but the same person on the inside. And I think you can link that to this. And I think everyone should watch the movie. And I think that's how we achieve world peace here. I think that's. I just want to say that they mastered the language of uh, the Mandarin. Um, Mandarin is one of the hardest languages to to learn. (laughs) They smashed on the end there. They really (laughs) did. Absolutely nailed it. Speaking I've never heard so much defined George Floyd. Oh, I'll get his I'll get his case up. If not the biggest incident of twenty twenty, even though there's been an outbreak. I think it is. It caused uh, I, 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 it, it caused the president to go into the bunker. George Floyd Jr. was an African American man killed during an arrest after a store clerk alleged he had passed a counterfeit twenty dollar bill in Minneapolis. Right. Can, can, can we all agree that Derek Chauvin is the worst cunt of 2020? Derek Chauvin knelt on Floyd's neck for a period initially reported to be 8 minutes and 46 seconds. Yeah. My point with George Floyd was right. I get the, the policeman or the, or the cop or whatever. He, he was wrong. But George Floyd was not the nicest of people. I'm not saying he deserves death. He was not the nicest of people. I mean, he held a gun to a pregnant woman. I mean, that doesn't mean yeah, but, that you should get, you should die. Like, I, I yeah, but oh, Derek Chauvin didn't know that, and he just knelt yeah, on his yeah. neck Yeah, he was a black American man. Yeah, Derek Chauvin doesn't know that, I'm pretty sure I should do it somewhere for... being a, a good person and, like, him... It, uh, it doesn't matter, yeah, it doesn't I, matter if, it doesn't seen, matter if you're a good person. A criminal doesn't deserve death unless they have murdered or raped. No, but he made he made a good porno, I can tell you that. I cast you to porn as well. I'd say that it's a massive transformation in the US uh, in, the, in the US as a whole Do you think that all of this Black Lives Matter thing will make it a lot easier for Joe Biden to win the election? I don't actually. Trump has not handled all this very well, has he? I think I think I think Trump has handled this better than Biden. 
It's more of a situation how Biden would do it instead of how Trump would do it. He's not handled 2020 well, but he's still done a lot of good for the country. Trump has so much more power than Biden does that. He just doesn't use that. And, 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 you, and you also have Biden's son, who is a crackhead, who works for a Ukrainian oil company, oh, and oh. and the, which is which is fucked in it because because all he has experience as is being a crackhead. There was a laptop. There was a laptop left by Joe Biden's son at a Maryland computer fixer place. And on that was pictures of him smoking crack, and there was a lot of leaked emails about him talking to his his his, his dad, Joe Biden, about uh, getting rid of some Ukrainian uh, detectives that were investigating his company for corruption, and uh, they were promptly sacked from their jobs. So, can I just say, speaking of Ukraine, how does everyone feel about the uh, the film saying that they were going to destroy Ukraine? That was, a, that was a pivotal moment. It was a pivotal but, moment. Because people can take it the wrong way, but at the end of the day, I mean, gay is a gay. This was the start of the gay. This was the birth of the gay. Boys, boys, at boys, boys. At the end of the day, it looked like a better place. Lads. And it did at the start. We're taking this away from the main point of this podcast, and that is Bev's. What's everyone well, drinking well, today as I go and uh, pour myself a nice rum and lemonade? I'm not going to lie. I'm drinking a two-litre bottle of water at the moment. That's a bit extreme. Unfortunately, yeah. I've, I haven't got many left. I've got, well, I've got two Cronenbergs because I do have a, I did have a 12-pack. Oh, and he did I, have um, quite a I'm few about, yesterday. I'm about so. two-thirds of the way through uh, Deserano Amaretto. Right, you drank that yesterday. Isn't the best time. So, like, if you're in a pub, what bevy do you have? You're at home, you're at a party, what bevies do you have? Explain. If you're mm. at a pub with the lads watching football, what are you drinking? Dark fruits. Well, it depends <laughs> because a lot of people go for the Peroni. I'm not really a Peroni fan myself, personally. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm just there to watch the footy, might have a cider. If we're there to yeah. get, to get, you know, a bit waved, I might have a, I might have a. A lager. I thought you were going to say Stella then, I was about to. Do you have anything to say? But then, if you're at a party, you just drink what... You just wait for... You just one person who comes in with, a, like, a 24-pack. And you just wait for them to get a bit pissed. And you won't realise you've nicked the stuff. Oh, and you're right. You're vodka. Mom, I'd never be able to get any drinks. So I'd just wait for everyone to sort of forget about theirs. And she'd only call of theirs. Yeah. Mm. Never spent any money. Paul? It's a difficult one for me, mainly because I don't go to pubs. So. <laughs> Alright, so at a party, Paul, what would you, would you have? Vodka? In the past, when I've been to parties, I've had a um, flavoured vodka as a mixer. See, there's there's a lot of things. You've you had vodka as a mixer? What, like, like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Mixing no, vodka with robots and like that. Oh, boys from making my bev. But I've had, I've had vodka by itself, obviously, but it's not... I don't know how to put this. If I'm just drinking casually, I will have it with something else. Tom, if you I would to have. With the lads, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a pint. I'm if drinking a pint. Party, what? If I'm at a party, I'm probably on the vodka Red Bulls. Jeez. Now, see, I that's what I was. That's what I was trying to say. You see, take you, you, shot. you take vodka and you put it with something else, and it's very nice. Has anyone ever had an eye shot? A snake bite before. I have had a snake bite and it's bent. Anyone else had a snake bite? I have not. Because I, I only, I only knew it existed during Freshers, and it was one pound. Have you, have you, have you heard, have you heard of the rusty nail? No, you yeah. probably have. Yes, yes. It's yes. half glaive or half whiskey. About that. Yeah. It's very nice. See, I usually have a what's called a Godfather, which is a amaretto mixed with like proper twelve. Um, mixed with cherry coke. That's one. Well, speaking of pubs and football, what's your opinion on the Premier League so far? I think it's been, fucking... I think it's been a massive mess. I think, um, I think it's been amazing. Of the Duffies. How many how many goals was it in like the first <laughs> in the first two weeks of the Prem? So many. It was so many goals. 
and then Liverpool getting battered seven two as well. City losing. Well, then you've, also, you've also got to think about yeah, Leicester. They drew to West Ham. Yeah. They drew to the Leeds. I don't. I don't think City have like got it anymore. I think. I think when the last time they won the Prem since then, they've just been on a massive downfall. Like they, uh, you know, the season we came second. What were we, mm. ninety nine points? Or they were incredible. Ninety-seven. They had a hundred. That, yeah, that's got to be their best season. Yeah, they had ninety-eight. They did. But then the next season, they scraped eighty, something. Was it? Was, did they scrape ninety? Which is still an incredible amount of points. It is. No, it's still. Oh, well, it's, actually, it's, it's, no. it's eighty. It. I think eighty is the standard points for Premier League. No. Like like back in like and all that type of stuff. It was it was like eighty, eighty to ninety points. Leicester won the league with almost 71 points. Jesus Christ. I still can't believe Leicester won the league. I don't even know where that came from. It was just a, a, a mix of all of the big teams being in the development stage yeah. and then just a lot of luck and of confidence luck. with Leicester. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Liverpool have definitely had the best like development over the past couple of years. Yeah, right, probably. So and the back to square one. Team, is very the best story. Back to square one, but we won today. It was a, it was a tougher 20, 20, 30 minutes, but after that we sort of controlled the game against yeah. who? I would say. Yeah. I would I would I would say that yeah, but Sheffield are a good team. They Obviously are. they've had a they've had a tough start, but they finished eighth last season. Oh, was it a pen? Today, mm-hmm. absolutely not. It was, was not a pen. Right it was a, it was a free kick. It's it's a free it's a free kick foul, but it's not a penalty foul. Just unlucky. Jota getting his. Uh... I love how this turned into talk sport very quickly. That that's not Jota's like debut goal, that is it? No, he he scored, he scored uh, in the. Uh, yeah, he got the against Arsenal, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. But. He's sick, Jota. I, so I, I would, I would say that obviously Sellers' goal was on offside. It was an incredible goal, but I think them sort of goals should be allowed to be to be uh, like just had to happen because it's unfair on fans. I think if if it's that tight of a call that it's millimeters, a few centimeters, just let them go because just let the fans have their have their excitement. You know what I mean? Mm. Now, I always talk about this. What do you think with the whole offside rule? Obviously, it happened in the Everton game as well, the Everton Liverpool, where Mane's shirt pretty much was offside. Um, there's been there's, everyone's asking about you know making it a bit more relevant. What would you think about the body part that you score with has to be onside? So if I score with my head. My head must be on side. I would say that's very, very, very fair. But also, I think all all this current VAR offside rule does is take away from attackers. Yeah. Because there's no way that an attacker can perfectly time a run so they are two millimetres onside. It, it's... Uh, the daylight rule would help. That's that's what happens in Sunday League, you know, everything. If there's daylight between you and the attacker, you and the defender, you're offside. But other than that, I think they should just be let go because you, you think about the goal, you know, Everton versus Liverpool, it's a very tight game. You know, we've, we've obviously, we should have had a penalty. We should have a red card in the first 10 minutes. Our best play has been sent off. You know, it's been back and forth. A, a derby goal, a derby day goal in the ninety-second minute from our captain, because of a two millimetre offside, has been scraped away. I think it's just unfair. I Obviously, when they wrote the rules, when they brought the R in, they didn't they didn't think about how that would affect the rules. The rules aren't made for a computer to do it; they are made for the human eye. So exactly. If you really want VAR to do well, they're gonna have to rewrite. Some of the rules and some of the laws of the game. I, but I think I think the the laws of the game are perfect when it's human, a human yeah. a human person making the decision. So when you've got that that amount of precision where you can find a frame and you can figure out exactly when there's been contact. I don't I don't, I don't even think that that is even the case at the moment. I don't think VAR is up to the level where they can 
they can even be in the discussion of deciding whether Mane was offside or not. Because the frame that they chose to do the VAR on, the ball was already passed. Yeah. Another point on that. What is the point in linesman? Like, is, is there any point in them being there? I think I think I think their main point there is to, to decide whether it's a corner, a throw-in, and also to just rule out the very obvious. Yeah, these, these days it's just to make the initial decision rather yeah. than it's it's more to give at least because in other sports, in um, so I play cricket in cricket. The idea of them is they're there to give um, what they call a soft signal, so, the on-field decision. Yeah, so if if they think it was onside. It is then up to the VAR to try and prove that it wasn't and it was offside, and and that's the issue because and that's it it, so, it sort of seems that in football the on-field decision is overall disregarded. Yeah, they don't because... they don't take into account the fact that from a person's point of view that was onside. It, you know, yeah, exactly. Well, if you draw a little dotted line up here then you're actually offside. But I don't think the lines even made sense in the Mane goal. Because it, from my my point of view, obviously I'm a Liverpool fan, I'm going to be quite biased. I I think that Mina plays him onside. Yeah. And even if he doesn't play him onside, it's that tight that I don't even think that the, the technology we have right now could call that against the on-field decision, which was a goal. I think it's all about the angles as well. You can't... Because when you look at it, the the camera angle, it's not... If they could have the camera literally in line with the last defender... Which which I don't, it, I don't, I don't understand why that isn't a thing. Why is there not a massive camera track running from up and down the field that, that matches the last defender back at every scenario? Because they've the, not got the technology that's precise enough I, and that's cheap enough for, for, for teams to use it. Billy, there's... Premier League's a billionaire, but they don't want to spend billions a year. They use technology like that in like the races in the Olympics, don't they? Exactly, and the yeah. NBA, the NBA, and and NFL have that technology already, and obviously they're in America. But and, I, I would say that the the money made from the American sports is tr- out trumped by at least threefold by the Premier League. It's all about angles, and until they can manage to get decent angles on uh, the thing. It's like, do you remember when there was like the um, goal line technology? The very yeah. first goal line technology was just a video from like from like the halfway of their, of their half. So it's like, well, how are you supposed to tell then? It wasn't until they literally put a camera on the goal post and it said, right, as it gone past? Did it actually work? But even with goal line technology, you if if Sheffield United's goal, which was which went in the goal last the last game of the season versus Aston Villa, if that goal counted, Aston Villa would have drew that game one one and it would have been would have been relegated, mm. which would have saved Bournemouth. So all technology, all technology is down to human error, and human I error think, is currently. I think what they've done is they've just gone. Every other sport's using cameras. Let's just whack a load of cameras on and see what happens. And they've not actually thought of how to use it properly for that specific sport. Yeah. They've just thought rugby uses it, let's do it. But rugby has mastered the art of yeah. online decisions. Rugby had spent like two two years literally trying to figure out the best way to do it. Whereas it's almost like the Premier well, League has gone. Uh, while not implementing it. Yeah, what they'd done is they'd, uh, they'd they'd put the technology in place, but not used it for two years to master the perfect rules, the perfect way to judge decisions, and then brought it in where it would actually affect games. Because what you what you've basically done is in if if we take this you know out of context is Liverpool's eleven. You've put a League Two player up front, and you're hoping that he scores twenty goals a season, so you win the league. Mm. That's what it is. It's Whereas like, Super League have trained that two that League Two player up and turned him into a a, a Firmino and then bang twenty goals twenty goals twenty goals. Yeah. The issue is it's like um, what I was gonna say um, it's it's like they've brought it in now 
and every time if they make a mistake, they've then got to wait till the end of the season to just to fix it because they can't go. They can't say now. By the way, we've made some changes to VAR. So now that's unfair on the games that have already started. They've got to keep VAR. But that's what they did. Stadium. That's what they did early doors because there were so many handball decisions because exactly. they changed the handball rule. And it's they've they've really ruined it because now we've got a season where there's obvious issues with it, but they can't change it until the winter, uh, the summer. Sorry. I, I I all I can think about is that Lindelof handball. I can't remember who it was against. Was it against Newcastle? What last season? No, this season. There was a handball in the first two seasons where it was not a handball at all and they lost because of it. Oh, uh, whereas his arm it's like his arm was down by his side, but it yeah. wasn't a natural. And, and um, like... Eric Dyer's handball against Newcastle, yeah. which wasn't a handball at all, caused them to draw the game. They need to look they need to look at what is what is a natural position for your arm. And and they, and they fixed that, they fixed that after the third the fourth game. And now that is otherwise today. Uh, Robertson's hand hit the ball from across about three yards away, but it was in the natural position, so he didn't yeah. get rolled the ball. But maybe four or five weeks ago, that would have been deemed a handball. It, that's the issue with doing stuff halfway through. You all of a sudden have people arguing, and then everyone's saying, oh, I've got to replay the matches, but that's obviously not a smart move at all. Yeah. What about the um, this uh, European League, which United and Liverpool have agreed to it's going to ruin it is it or will I think I've, it's I think it's, it's, be... it's almost like they've just they're just trying to put more and more European stuff in it and it's just going to ruin it because it wouldn't like, be as exciting it's it's a way the whole, for them to the whole part of the Champions League is you play against the big clubs and if you fuck it up you're out but then now they've got a league full of them and it's just like well why should we care about the Champions League if there's a no, no, the, a, pod, a the, uh, the, uh, the European Super League is going to out trump the, uh, the Champions League, so wiping it out. But it would also run alongside the Premier League, which would mean that you'd imagine that Premier League, that the Super League sides in all of the domestic leagues would have to almost double their squad to to allow them to play in. The Europa League, U- European Super League, the Premier League, the FA Cup, the Carabao Cup. What's uh, what's the the criteria you have to like? What do you have to meet to be able to join? It's, it's oh, so the, it's it's the top it's the top five clubs. So it's Liverpool, United, City, City Tottenham, Chelsea, Chelsea, and Arsenal. I don't know. And then there's going to be there's going to be there's going to be one other club which could be Spurs, Aston Villa, or Everton. Hope I hope it's Everton so we can play them. I, I really don't care about Spurs. It's not going to happen anymore though because teams like City and Arsenal they completely shut the idea down. I think it's for more money because yeah, obviously it's for more money. It's just an, it's just another way they're just trying to grab like money. That. I'd much rather watch Liverpool versus Bayern Munich over Liverpool versus Sheffield United. But yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to lose the perfect, put the, the absolute perfectness of the, of the of the Premier League, because even though today we played Sheffield United. When Jota scored that winning goal, I celebrated like it was the World Cup final because them three points are vital in us winning the league and I'd much rather win the Premier League than the European Super League. Ah. But, I, but I'd, I'd much rather win the Champions League than the European Super League Same. because the Champions League is such a, a glorified, yeah. perfect competition that if you win that, when we won it in Madrid, I was the happiest I've ever been for probably three or four weeks because... My club was the champion of the world. I think as well, it, it's gonna, it's gonna sort of take away the, the, excitement of it. Like, you, if if you're in a league with them, so like you say, if you're playing someone like Bayern, if if you play Bayern and you manage to beat them, and that gets you into the next stage, then that just gives you that that yeah. bit more of yeah, a, a yeah that, But then yeah, it's just we've got yeah. three points. But you still got to play him again. 
Exactly. Like when Liverpool beat Ajax, uh, I think it was three days ago, we beat them 1-0. It was a very tight game. That That is a big result for us because we play them twice in the year, but we probably won't play them next year, the year after the year after because of how the draw works. Six, the three points in a in a in a group stage is massive, especially when it's probably the best team in in the in the uh, in the group. Obviously, Atalanta would you know a close, but that them three points are massive, especially when it's away from home. But then, if you're playing Ajax every every year twice, you know it's just a points league system. It's not that big. It's just like playing Crystal Palace, but no. But in the Champions League, it's perfect. The top two go through. You go into the round of sixteen. You go into the round. You go into the quarterfinals, semi-finals. Bang! It's 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 perfect. But right, if if we won the European Super League next year, I would not give a fuck. Mm. It's like the World Cup, isn't it? The, yeah. If the, World, if the World Cup was in, we was we were celebrating as if you know we we win the we won a game and we celebrate as if we just won the whole tournament. And it just gives if, you, if, you if the World that. Cup was every year, it would lose its speciality. Yeah, it just because means that like, it's like yeah. there's an actual progression. There's not just yeah. we've got three points, but you know they could still they could still go at, you know, ahead of us just because you know that's it. Whereas you could have a team who has a really shitty group, absolutely smash them. And then just that confidence is what takes them up. That's how you get big stories. You don't just get, oh, you know, this team, this team playing again. Oh no shit! And also, all it does is not, is it it makes it difficult for smaller teams to to get into the European Super Cup because apparently the founding ten or founding nine teams of the European Super Cup can't get relegated for twenty years. So say. Say Liverpool have an awful season and they finish bottom of the league, they will not get relegated unless yeah. it's maybe twenty forty four. So what that does is we we won't have another Leicester story, but it, but but also what it does is it takes away from the the Premier League because say the five the six teams that are in the European Super Cup that are from England they all perform awfully in the Premier League because they're focusing on the Super Cup and let's say Burnley win it nobody cares because the the whole premise is oh the top six weren't taking it serious I don't want that and also the progression to get into the European Super Cup is so hard when you're a small club that it's it's almost impossible so it's just going to be the top, the, the the eighteen teams that started it are going to probably be playing it for the next 10 years and that's not going to show any pro- progression in football. It's just going to be a stagnant winner, winner, winner league that nobody cares about in a, in a few years. I don't, know about, I don't know about anyone else, but the, the the fact that someone can, there's a team that can play shit and you can just go, oh, but we're focusing on this competition, just piss me off. And especially if they have, there's so many competitions, it's like, there's, there was some, I forgot what team it was. Someone was saying you played shit in it. was like the FA Cup, and they said, "Oh yeah, but we're focusing focusing on the the Carabao Cup." Exactly. It just when it, when it just uh, gives it uses, it's yeah. When when Liverpool played Everton, we played almost a full team of uh, children. Basically, they were all eighteen, nineteen, and we beat you five two, fair and square. Because we were focusing on another trophy, we were focusing the on on the uh, what was it? It was the it was the Super Cup. No, we had not. No, the five two one. That we played a strong squad for. That. It was like a mix of uh, Shakiri and uh, like Mane and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, when the 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 Kurtz the one. one. Yeah, but we also five two that season. We yeah. the the. I would say the biggest game of the season for us is Liverpool versus Everton because it's it's the the derby that means everything. Mm. The person that derby. That, you know, I don't even count Everton as our rivals anymore. Like, well, they, you, they you, you're not you're not a fan. You're a follower. Everton is my arch nemesis. I hate Everton with all my my guts. No, it's not. They are the only team year in and out. It's the only people who say City people start watching it. I would rather 
I would rather lose to City and win to Everton than win against City and lose to Everton because I I could never I could I could not stand City, losing to Everton. City City is only recent time Everton goes by hundreds of years. After the years. the amount of shit they posted about it. So because right, it's, that, it's not exactly, just, it's not just exactly. we, we beat a big team. It's we, you know, we fucking own Liverpool. It's it's it's, 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 it's pride. And it's Everton. Know, Everton are such. Uh, they're, they're our arch rivals. That we 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 took over Anfield and become better than them. We are the biggest team in Liverpool. If we lose that title because Everton beat us in a in a shitty in a shitty situation where VAR goes over, us drawing two two with a, a terrible foul by Pickford, an onside goal being ruled out by VAR, just gives just fuels Everton and gives them so much to banter us about. Where we when we play them next, we ha- have to batter them. Otherwise, we're wiped to the sides. Like, did you see um, when when Liverpool came second to City? Um, there was there was no one saying, they were not talking about how City beat Liverpool. It was at least on the Everton's Twitter on Everton's Twitter. It Everton was, true. It was the fact that that Everton Everton you know held those two points that could have won it won it for Liverpool it's like if you could have got those two points against us instead of drawing against us you would have won it it was Everton's fault that you that they didn't win and that's what it's about it's just about sort of bragging rights and being able to take little digs that's why it's such a big thing you know what does piss me off about City though you know what it is it's it's like the oil money like Oh, that's bollocks, though. I don't. That I, that's not a brag. That's not a thing. Level, how they just get so much fucking money. I don't think. All these I, amazing players. But I don't so think that's a that's a bad thing. If, if 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 a team is doing well, then people want going to want to invest in it. That's just, that's just how business works. If the, if a stock is if you you're on a stock market, and a stock in a company is just rapidly going up. <laughs> You're going to want to buy it and get your name in there as quick as you can. And City had an absolute mental run. And then everyone said, fuck, let's get it in there. And they managed to buy the players. It, it's the same thing that probably that's probably going to happen to Liverpool. Liverpool are going to get a load, a load of offers. And they might say, oh, we don't want it because we don't want oil money. But at the end of the day, no matter, unless it's illegal money, you're going to fucking take it. You're going to spend it to improve your players and to become the best team in the world. That's yeah, how well, it, it all it all depends on the how how FSG think that Liverpool will progress in a couple of years because obviously they bought us for three hundred million off the Gillettes. It was they were awful owners, but now FSG have spent they bought us in twenty ten, so they spent ten years with us. They've they bought us for three hundred mil. Now we're on out. We're probably worth about two point four. So they've made two billion pounds if they sell us right now. But I I I I don't think that they it's it's not sensible to sell us right now because you can't really see us falling In that it. far. So we'll either we'll either win the league this season or finish second. And then make a good dint in the Champions League, so I think FSG will just hold on to us as long as they can because we are their biggest, yeah. their biggest money, piece of the, then the jukes are. Yeah, no one, no one's gonna, no one's gonna go to a football club, buy it, and then just leave it and say sort yourself out. They're gonna put fucking money into it, and they've, they've put a lot of money into it. You'd, you'd rather put in, you'd rather put in an absolute fuck ton. And come out and say and have the whole league crying about the quality of your team, then sit there and go, there you go, there's a tenner. But, and but sign like two shitty players and no one cares. Yeah, about yeah, but that's that's not the way that obviously uh, financial fair play works. And I'd, I'd say you can't really build a team in one season and then. Oh no, not not one season. One season. Yeah, push, but I think I think that's the. I think FSG has pumped the money in at the right times for each stage of the progression. Mm. So obviously they pumped quite a lot of money in as soon as they got uh, Klopp, they got Mane, 
they got Firmino. Well, Firmino was just before, but they sort of started the progression because obviously Mane was quite young. He was 23. They gave him two years and they, they, they paired him with Salah, who was incredible as soon as they got in. Obviously, that was lucky. They didn't expect him to score 32 goals in the Premier League season that year, but he did. And then they've just built around it. Obviously, we need a defender and a goalkeeper. Mignolet wasn't good enough. Karius wasn't good enough. They brought in the best goalkeeper in the world, Allison. They brought in the best centre-back in the world, Van Dijk. And it's, it's just moulded this perfect system where even if you're shit, because I, I don't think uh, Curtis Jones is that good at football, but he will be soon. But learning off these plays and playing with these players is making them out to be a great player. Brewster, I don't think he's worth twenty-five million yet. But him being from Liverpool, him training with you know Firmino, Salah, Mane, is and uh, obviously performing well on loan at, at Swansea has made him into a twenty-five million pound player. And I think learning off Klopp is making shit players sell for a lot of money, mm. which is. You know, 25 million there, 15 million there is building up a massive kitty that we can obviously uh, recover, uh, make a recovery signing for Van Dyke. Maybe get an up Meccano, who's 22 from the German league, has been performing brilliantly. And then he's 22, Van Dyke comes back in, he probably displaces up Meccano or Gomez. And then you've got two young centre backs there fighting for that chance to play against, play with Van Dyke, playing the probably the best team in England. And then you've got a perfect ecosystem of competition where players are getting better so they can start, not play better so they can guarantee a start. You know what I mean? As a as Liverpool fans, do you think you can kick off about City spending so much money when you yourself have spent quite a lot of money on players just because it's it was over a slightly longer period. I don't think it's really... I think, obviously, spending £72 million on a Portuguese unproven mid defender is crazy. Yeah. Spending £40 million on a relegated uh, defender from uh, Bournemouth, crazy. But what I'd say is Liverpool sold to buy. So we sold Coutinho. Bought Salah, did we? Wait. No, no, we oh, bought uh, Allison uh... and Van Dijk in that year. Yeah. So that's 150 million for 130 million. So overall, we probably spent about 20 million there. Whereas I can't think of many massive sells from Man City, even though they've bought Mares, Sterling, Edison, Gundogan. Uh, what's he called? Ake, Ruben Diaz, Walker. Uh, what's uh, the right back? The other right back, Ho Cancelo, Mendy. It's just crazy how much they they, they spent almost five hundred million pounds on their defense alone. Mm. Yet they concede into West Ham. What what, what we've spent on our on our defense? We spent eight million pounds. On Hull, on um, Robertson, Robertson which was then which from Hull, which was then matched by them buying Stewart from us for eight million pounds. So that was free. Gas was eleven million pounds, and then you've got free, uh, Matip was free. Gomez was four million pounds. Uh, Van Dyke was seventy-five million pounds, which was obviously the massive sign of that season, and then. And then you've got Allison, world record-breaking signing. Yeah, three. Our right backs. You've you've just got Trent coming from the academy. Trent, we did three. have to We've probably spent about hundred million pounds in our defence. Midfield. And we're better. The midfield. You've got Genie, twenty-five million pounds. Thiago, twenty-five That's million pounds. Thiago deal. Yeah. Fabinho, thirty-five million pounds. Henderson, twelve million pounds. Uh, We've also got Curtis Jones. I don't. Curtis Jones free. I, you, I don't think Curtis Jones is that good, but he has a lot of time to improve. I think he got found out in that uh, that game recently against Ajax. I don't think he was as good, but obviously, I think in a, in a few years he will be incredible. You can't expect every player to be generational, you know. 
No, be... I don't. I don't expect to do generation. I just think he will be. He will only be Lalana, but younger, and have that fight in him where he w- needs to start for the team. So what about the front so, three. The front yeah. three, you obviously. The, the craziest thing about the front three is that the most expensive player out of that is Diego Jota. I know, forty-three million. Which I think is worth it. For a lot more. He is. Good he was. He was. I don't think we'll as soon as he came on in that Ajax game, he was just. He was just like a massive threat. Minamino is also an incredible player. He's got such a powerful well. shot, and he's he's got he's sort of learning slowly how. Firmino plays, and he's, he's he's trying to play that way, and I think in a few years, he will probably be better than Firmino. See, that's that's where I feel like you've got your issue, your issues. Well, at least from from someone who doesn't, you know, you know, I'm not a sport who looks in. It looks like you've got all these all these players who, you know, uh, they're amazing, they're amazing players, but then they're not they're not doing anything. Do you think that having so many you know, high quality players is gonna. I mean, you could say it might just fuel them to be a bit more competitive and play better. But do you think it could be a negative having, you know, you could have, you know, saying having six players but only three positions to put them into? That's an interesting point because you've got to think Jota is 23. Mm-hmm. But then you've got Salah, Firmino, and Mane who are twenty-eight and twenty-nine. You know, so I, I I would say that either Salah or Mane gets sold next season, and Jota takes their place. But it also gives us you know a hundred hundred million to hundred and fifty million to play about with, mm. which Mbappe or Sancho in the last year of their contract, you could probably get one of them for that amount of money. So then you're swapping a Salah. A Mane for an Mbappe or a Sancho, which I think is worthwhile progression. So you think so? It's more of a you've got two players who are coming towards their end of the time. So you bring in you bring in players. Yeah, it's all it's, it's bringing wow, in fresh blood, isn't it? Yeah. Right, okay. I wouldn't say they're coming to the end of the time. I don't no, think but twenty-eight. Any signs of slowing down? Yeah, but twenty-nine is the sort of year where you're like, you we could get probably two or three more years out of you, but we'd rather take the massive lump sum we could get for you right now, yeah. maybe so two like, million pounds from PSG, and then bringing an Mbappe who's twenty-two, f- who's got eight more years. Probably one of the best left wingers in in football. Yeah, he's only he's only the best got, winger in the year. So on. Uh, he's only going to be the best left winger in the world for two yeah. or three more years. Yeah. Whereas Mbappe, for the same price, will be the best striker in the world yeah, for look, look the next Ronaldo. ten. He's thirty-five and he's still going. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. But would, would, you, would you rather would, would you rather have a thirty-five-year-old Cristiano Ronaldo or a twenty-two-year-old Mbappe? Who's got years to develop himself? Yeah, probably the twenty-two-year-old Mbappe. Exactly. You've got you've got the be- one of the best attackers in the world. Are you either going to sell him and use that money to get the next best and then bring them up, or are you going to just keep him there until he's you know maybe in the top ten and then you know nobody really wants him because he's at the end and he just goes to some shitty club for a lower amount, you know, just to sort of see off his his career. But, but, but then also you've you, to to keep that player on. To keep him into his thirties, he's going to be one of a massive contract. Mm-hmm. Would you rather be offering that massive contract to a Salah who's thirty-two, or an Mbappe, or a Sancho, or a Joe Felix, or an Usman Dembele for that money? You know what I mean, do you think Shao uh, Felix's whole move to Atletico was rushed? No, no, no. What, 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 well, I think moving to Atletico Madrid was the wrong decision. Because he's a he's a very creative attacker, and well, I think I uh, big big statement right now. I think Simeone will leave at the end of the season, and I would I'd I'd, I'd hope that they bring in maybe an Eric Ten Hag, who's going to be more attacking, who's going to get the most out of Ho Felix. But if he doesn't, he can move on. He could probably get a eighty ninety million. 
year or transfer to someone else where hopefully he's allowed to flourish his talents because we know he's an incredible dribbler. We know he's got two feet. We know he's an incredible finisher and he's a great pass between attacker, midfielder to attack. So hopefully we can see him flourish into an incredible player soon. But I wouldn't say it was rushed. I think it was the perfect time for him to move. I just don't think it was the perfect team to move to. Mm. Do you think Pep will go at the end of the season, though? If, I, I, if, I, I would if hope City so. don't win the Premier League. Yeah, even if it's, I don't think it's about the Premier League anymore. I think he has to make an incredible dent in the in the Champions, Champions League. League. Yeah, that's, that's the because, one thing he hasn't done with City is the Champions yeah. League. Can, and I, can they do it? That's the question. They I don't think he's a Champions League manager. Obviously, they won, he won it with Barcelona. But since then, he's. I'm not sure. I don't think he gets the cups, the the cup uh, run right. Obviously, he, he he sort of made a a weakened team against Leon, where he got found out and beat. He was almost preparing for a game, the 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 final, that he wasn't guaranteed in getting. And didn't get there Think because so, Leon been. beat them. I think it was a, he's got an arrogance about him where he's like, "Oh, we'll beat Leon, and then we'll we'll play PSG, and then we'll beat them and get to the final." But so he's no, trying to say he doesn't go game by game, and he looks. He tries to play. The, he, he tries to play the long game. Where in the Champions League, you have to go all out in every game you play. Hmm. Yeah, but like. That not be because literally, like nearly every year, City win either the Carabao or the FA. And in in that competition, you know, you say you go all out in Champions League, but in the in the FA and the Carabao Cup, you, you just don't really do. Like we we played our kid team in the FA Cup. Depends on the team. For about three, like, but that's the thing though. You you do it for about the first three stages of the Carabao and the FA Cup. But with the Champions League, like Tom said, it's literally every single game is like a big game. Unless it's it's group stage. And it's like, I can't really think of a, a team off the top of my head. Well, you get people calling it Magic of the Cup for the reason. And um, some of them reasons can be that bigger teams don't usually tend to go all out. And when a smaller team does end up playing against the bigger team, if they're not going all out, it's enough to... These things tend to happen more common than people think. And that's why the phrase Magic of the Cup has came around quite often. Especially these days. I think they've said it themselves, you know. It's always exciting to see a smaller team go on a bit of a run. Most of the time, if you're playing against a City team at a full strength. But sometimes you have done in the past. It's just not going to be a very good day. Unless you, unless it's a very bad off day for them. So, yeah, it's always lovely to see a smaller team go on a bit of a run. And we're not exactly um, any harder for them. We whip out the under-23s for a bit of a run out. Kind of like Ajax in the uh, 2019-20 to 20 Champions League. They got to the semis, didn't they? Is it semis? And they got beat by... Yeah, it was Tottenham. the semis. They, they were so unlucky. The they could have very easily got to the final if they... Well, they didn't mess about it, but I guess complacency, whatever it was, takes a toll on players. Obviously, no one expects them to get that far, so the mentality game does come into effect, especially with a team like Ajax. They're not exactly, maybe winners of Netherlands, but when you come outside of Netherlands, you know, apart from the days of Johan Cruyff and all, there's not much to speak for. Obviously, a team full of a lot of Dutch players, a lot of players. You know, their academy's brilliant. You know, you've got names like De Jong. Um, Delita's picking up his form, wasn't the best yes, last year. He's at Juve now, isn't he? He did go to Juve's first season. was a bit underwhelming for what they would have liked. But I do believe it's a bit better this season. But, you know, them big names, big names now, they'll start somewhere in Ajax. Ajax have been doing that for ages. You know, Ajax and Leon as well. Leon is another one. You'll always find top, you'll always find world class players coming from Leon Academy. 
Nyax Academies that just it's kind of something they're known for. And luckily one year, you know, the Academy players that turned out to be world class had great potential, they all stuck together, bonded, and they just just played fucking football well together, didn't they? So I think I think it was also helped that they they got an incredible transfer of Tadic from Southampton on a free. That was a very him, him very scoring all, he, he got goals and assists of almost forty five, which is Messi and Ronaldo numbers. It him was doing that really pushed them through yeah. everything really. It always makes me think what could have been if that Spurs comeback didn't happen, you know, an Ajax Liverpool final, especially the way I wear it. Yeah, I feel if Mora like didn't score. It's like it was score. a bit underwhelming, really, on it, because like Liverpool versus Spurs. So on, that, as as a Liverpool fan, a yeah, as a Liverpool fan, you don't care how you win it. You know, you've won it. Yeah. That's how it is. But if we're looking back on it, seeing how Ajax played, if you watch their highlights from that season, it's sensational football. Same could be said about us, though. Knocked out Bayern. Uh, yeah, it's of we we were already kind of like we were already kind of established then, you know, after the after Kiev Bayern that year. We brought we brought out Wait, we brought big names. We didn't knock out Bayern that year. We beat them three 0 away. Three one. No, that was that was the year before. Was it? No, the eighteen nineteen season. Yeah, the, uh, the one we won. 16. No, we no we played them the year before because we had Van Dijk and we were playing Matip and Fabina was centre back. He was suspended, mate, for the first leg. Was he? Was the, was the first leg at Anfield? So basically what happened, I'll run it down. Um, we played Napoli in the group stage with PSG, Napoli and um, Red Star. You remember? Oh, great, yeah. The we very last game. That group, didn't we? Yeah, the very last game um, we played just about. Van Dijk made um, it's quite a famous tackle because the follow-through was very... Oh, against Napoli. Yeah, when he made that tackle on Mertens, that the follow through, he got a yellow card and he got a few too many. He was suspended for the home leg, and it was nil nil in the home and then leg. We went to Bayern and we beat them three 0 and Van Dijk we assisted him back. Van Dijk was back, back yeah, and that was the year. Uh, and then we played, was it Porto? Yeah, we Porto uh, and knocked out Porto, and, and then we had uh, Barca, which we got Barca. destroyed three 0 away, and then I personally. Better than, is it better than the Milan comeback? Is no, it? it's not. I think I, yeah, I agree with you. Then it's a good comeback, one of the best it's in football. It's an incredible history. comeback, but, but it's the not Milan, the, the Milan comeback has something so different to it. Like I, I was born in two thousand four, I was one when we made that comeback. I, I was born in two thousand and one. I was five when we made the comeback. Now it, it's like it's such a good comeback. <sighs> but the Champions League final of 2019 was hated on so much for being so boring. Well, well, you've you've got you've got to say, you know, scoring a, a penalty in the second minute, and then all you have to do is hold on for nine, 88 minutes. I hated that match, man. I was every I time, loved it. Every time Son was on the ball, oh my fuck. When when that when that shot whistled past the post, I celebrated yeah. like it was a goal. And then when Origi, the that, the cross comes in, he gets the ball, he bangs it bottom right it. corner, and I celebrate. You, so you, you don't know if we're gonna hold on or not, and then he, he bags a second, and then you just know that's it. But change of subject because Luke has been yeah. very quiet. Because <laughs> he, he doesn't relate to football yeah, at no. all. So we've been talking. We're up to the 53 minute mark. I've oh, just realised as well. Where did Crew did to? His power's gone out. So oh. I'm going to ring him and hopefully he answers. Yeah, no, football's just not my thing. Any, right, Peter! Let's get some. Let's get some. Let's get right. some you're on, you're on, you're on the podcast right now. Even though your power's gone out. Incredible scene. I would say, go down to the bottom and complain. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I check your box, lad. How's the box going? Is it, have all the lights turned off? We've not. We, we don't have access to the box. <laughs> <laughs> Try to unlock the door, lad. 
it's it's not even just our flat. Like the whole the whole road has no power. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nothing goes in the mud, lad. Nothing goes in the mud, lad. What I'd say is get all of your booze, down them as fast as you can, and then oh, see. The the fridge. <laughs> the fridge is fucked. The fridge is gonna. Yeah, get them. Come back here and then keep on calling me. <laughs> no, just just get into the get into the uh, download the Discord app on your phone. He's gone. He's gone. Right, lads. So to change the subject, we have been playing a lot of Among Us. Ooh. What's your opinion on it? Just straight up, what's your opinion on Among Us? I just, I just want to say, has anyone seen the um? Who was it? Was it like the Congresswoman in New York that's played it with Pokemon and all them? Yes, yes, yeah. I have. I woke up this morning and saw like it everywhere. Oh, there he is. Cruise He's back. back. He's back, lads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone down to three. <laughs> oh. <laughs> down, what, what, what are you drinking? Down, down a whole bottle of this around right now. Are you joking? No, no, no. Yeah, that's just what I need to be to be just blacked out whilst I'm in a blackout. So, lad, how long is this going for? Do we stop at the hour mark? Or, like, what's the plan here? Because we are on 56, so we could start wrapping up now for the four minutes. And then end up to you. The clocks have yeah, just gone back. Harry's got really intense. Has the clock gone back? The clocks have just gone back at one o'clock. Well, 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 like, do you just prefer summertime or winter time? Winter. I prefer winter because I have what sort of much shit questions that I've finished it Harry's, Harry's clutching from straws here, you can tell. He's thinking. Yeah. Boys, Summer boys, winter boys, time. What sort boys, of boys. Boys, don't listen, don't listen to Harry. Listen to me. Tits or ass. Let's go. Oh, ass. Personality. I'm gonna say tits. Get out of here, you simp. I think boobies are upper echelon. I'd be more more than ass. But is there there such a thing as too big, do you think? I think there is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think if you look at Layla Star, you could probably say that her ass is too big. There's too much to, to, like, you can't hold it. It's not the size you're after, it's the shape. I'd say, I'd say, a a good handful. Yeah. (laughs) But that's why I think tits are better, because you, you normally get bigger tits, and bigger tits doesn't really cause any issues you can get a nice mouthful and you can also get a nice faceful but, but the thing is with an arse even if it's not big it can still be like a, just it can, a, a it can jiggle like a, a freshly it made can, jelly like right. just it's, just it's not massive it can still it can still if it's got a bit of firmness to it there's not bone it's muscle firm this <laughs> but that's that's why i think that the tits are better because nobody's going to have an issue with m- massive tits. No, someone, no, someone might have an issue with a massive Can I just arc. say, we've gone from a 1992 space film <laughs> to talk about footy for ages, and we finish it off with the fact that tits can be too big. I, 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 I want to say that I think that every every human that is a male Automatically understands the one to ten rate, one to ten rating oh, yeah, of a yeah, female. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. yeah. I think everyone looks at a woman and thinks of the exact same number. Yeah, unless they're a bit weird. Right. Uh, oh, have you ever done like, like thought of like I can't remember what it was. It's like so you do a like a through Z rating, right, of their personality. Oh yeah, yeah. A I'm through Z of like what they look like, and then if, like a, a full. Ten out of, like one out of ten rating. Harry, I know what you mean. Harry, Harry yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you to send five people, five women into the group chat, and we will all think of our num- numerical rating of them. Oh, five women. Five women. Oh, I'll get you. 
of age, of age, of age, I don't want any child Emilio. While we're doing that, no, child Emilio's of age. While we're doing that, I'm gonna go get myself a Bev, so. Bev, child Emilio's of age, she's 16. Yeah, she's 16. She might be underage. Dixie the Nile. No, she's, she's 16 and she's. Dixie the Nile's 18. She's. Who? Oh, she's actually. Jeez. I think we should all just she, say what I mean. She's not mean where it's like. She's not got arse. She's not got tits. But she's still like. She's. she's yeah. She could be listening, gentlemen. Just want you to know that. No. I hope so. In in a in a few months' time, you get a few popularity. Mm. The you know the people that when, want when to we've got our own office where we film mate. it. Please. We do this. They they say, hey, let's look back to the original the original podcast. Okay? <laughs> Which be hypothetical, yeah. And then, you know, maybe someone we've talked about, you know. We, we kinda pop off eventually, you know. We're out there now. You know. Maybe maybe they look back and they're like, Whoa. I didn't know they were like that. <laughs> Bullshit. Half the views down the drain, boys. <laughs> like I said, it's happened to most people. I'm on one percent, boys. Oh no, he needs to rate the. It's happened to a lot of people. So you I don't even try to phone because you've got no power. What <laughs> 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 a socket! Have you got like, have you got, like a portable charger? Um, juice. Let's have a look. Hey, here we go. Let's see if it's got any charge in it. Oh, I forgot to charge my portable charger. He forgot to charge his portable charger. It's convenient. This is Harry, Harry, are you thinking hard about this? Are you? No, I'm waiting for Tom. Boys, I've got 2% on right. the portable right. charger. Use it. <laughs> We're gonna drain it. <laughs> <laughs> Lads, I've got three. I'm gonna You've got three. I'm going to send in the first one. Alright. I want you to... Yep. Yeah, just... Start off. Start off pretty... Oh, my, my foot's cramping. We know who she is, Harry. Sure. Yeah, 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 I know who she is. Every civilised man knows of this person. Oh, An eight. Yeah, I was gonna say I give her a solid eight. Mm. See, if you, I feel like knowing who she is comes into effect here because if you don't know anything about her, you immediately go, "That looks like a like nine or a ten. No, I feel like it's just. But I feel like the fact that people like you, you know, what you know, she's doing. been rammed. Exactly, it, it it has an effect on people. Because if you, you know if, this person, if this person isn't famous, or you just you know you just see a photo of a random person, you think down ten. Mm, but that no. can come into effect, especially for me. Right, Harry, do you do you have a two? And then what we'll do is we'll all come up with our ten out we'll of ten. Get our numbers and we'll have to. Okay. We'll we'll all we'll all submit our. Oh, mate, four. It's not Casey Perry now. It's Casey Perry then. No, mate, four. Uh, let's say six. It's, it's not. Where am I looking? I think, right. I don't think it's right uh, to give her anything below a five. I give I give it a six. I I would say I I obviously haven't been here for the past couple of minutes. I would say Lana Rhodes is an eight. Oh, me and yeah. Peter said the same. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say Katy Perry mm-hmm. is a seven. Ooh, oh, I give it a six. No, I don't. I'm sure you should know who this is. I'll do it anyway. Oh yeah, Dixie Emilio. I would say, Charles. Is that is that a lockdown? Dixie Emilio. That's a. That is. That's a nine and a half. That's a nine, Matt. No, she's a six. She's six. This is where. This is where. Like you could, Tom. You can say you know everyone has a number in their head, but it really comes down to type. Did you know that her pics got leaked? Yeah. Yeah. No, they were real. The official. That that bumps me up to an eight. By the way. <laughs> Let me. I'm. I'm gonna show you. And honestly, do you want to see a nine? Wait, wait. No, I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. Just wait. Oh, we're not done. No. Nah, she's a nine. Oh. Fuck. What's her name? I've got. I've got one right here, boys. I've got one. 
That's a ten for me. I'm gonna get one of you. Let's just here we go. This is a tough one for me because Um and then I've sent a picture of me scrambling I had tonight, just in case you wanted to know. Uh cheers for that one. No problem. Here's one for you. Right, lads, are you ready for these two? That's a nice scrum. He's ready, boys. So, next one is obviously standard Addison Ray. What's your opinions? Picture. This is so much better. Well, you have not picked the best. Jesus, okay. Discord audio is right. Uh, so, what, what was your opinions on Addison? Like an eight. Okay, you ready for this one? This one's a bit of a. You know. Do you know who that is? Alyssa Violet. Alyssa Violet. Oh, yeah, mate. Nine. Oh, right, yeah. right boys. Choose. Decide. That is a ten for me. Thank you. That is a ten. There's nothing else you can give that. I'll give that a nine. My man's out here giving nines. Like, you're not like you're getting much better. That's a, that's a ten out of ten. That is a ten. You don't get, you don't get shit like yeah, that. ready for the final. I would rather have. I would rather have. Alyssa Violet than that, Tom. No. This is where... This, <laughs> um, well, if Mike was here, I think I can speak on his behalf that he would be giving that a 10 out of 10. However, oh, mate, not. that's a banger. It's pretty crazy that Harry's got pictures of children on his, his camera roll. <laughs> I just did it then. I'm deleting all these pictures. That's... I, that is, no. I would say that's... Actually, no, you thought that was the final. This is the final. Miyamoko is definitely... Yeah, Miyamoko. What's your oh. opinions? That's a, that's a two for me. <laughs> that's a fourteen. <laughs> right. Are we, calling are we are we calling it there or what are we doing? Like? <laughs> that's, a, that, that's a ten for me right there. The most recent one. I thought you were talking about the one where uh, is not. So... I would not talk about someone's nan in such a profound way. Okay, I'm down to one percent. Oh, no, before, before no. Tom, do you want to do an outro? Then I'll do it. Thank you for listening to the best talk. It's been an incredible discussion about. No, piss off. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Grow up, boys, and uh, have a good one. Okay. <laughs>